head in Winston-Salem. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dave, for taking my call. If you were a father and your son was considering uh, committing to one of these schools involved, I'll give you two examples here. Josh Green, who just originally committed to Arizona, yep. people believe, you know, was down to Carolina, he visited them. Yep. And the other two players are Jeremiah Robinson Earl, whose father played for Roy back in the 90s. He's supposedly a heavily lean for Kansas. And then Matthew Hurt, a 6'9 forward, who's also a heavy lean. Would you advise these young men to wait until, you know, after the last trial, uh, I think it's coming up in April. They have another one in February before they made yeah. a decision, you know, one way or the other. There's a hard part to this, and there's an easy part of this. For those who don't know, if you're a high school senior, obviously you have a ways to go before you arrive on a college campus. Uh, the guy you're talking about, Josh Green, is a high school senior, right? Committed to Arizona, so he would start playing for the Wildcats this time next year. He'd be enrolling in school at the latest, you know, August of next year. So the hard part is the timetable. What if you really want to play for Sean Miller for whatever reasons? You know, the Wildcats just were the right fit, even though you visited the Tar Heels and you liked Roy Williams. For whatever combination of reasons, you saw Sean Miller in Arizona as the better fit. And meanwhile, you're reading FBI accounts and federal court eyewitness testimony. Oh, yeah, we gave a whole lot of money to DeAndre Aiden, Aiden former Arizona star, and this person was also involved, right? Again, down the road, if the NCAA gets its hands on all or much of this evidence, schools whose coaches are involved or whose former players participated while ineligible have issues on their hands. If it's only an ineligible player, you're usually only going to get vacated victories, et cetera. If a member of your staff, head coach, assistant coach, or otherwise, was helping funnel money to the player, maybe to get him to campus or even after he got to campus, that is a higher-level crime, the way the NCAA sees things. Now, that's down the road. So the timetable is hard because my bet is that, remember, these are only some of the cases. There are plenty of defendants in this FBI investigation of college basketball the schools, again, are not, not defendants in the FBI case. The schools could end up as, quote, defendants in front of the NCAA later. The bad news is the timetable is going to work against you. In all likelihood, the NCAA is not going to have all the evidence that it needs by next August to adjudicate these cases. So Josh Green could, could probably picture, you know what? By the time all these FBI court cases are over, by the time they share, if they even do share their evidence with the NCAA, if I view myself as a one-and-done player, I'm off to the NBA by the time Arizona gets into trouble, if they get into trouble, right? If you're a longer-term player, the timetable is going to hurt you because you're not going to have enough information to know if you would be impacted during your time with the Arizona Wildcats. So that's the hard part. Here's what I think, and absolutely positively, not only would I say this as a dad, Ed, in your hypothetical, I am not exaggerating even a little bit when I tell you that if you knew one of these men personally and they or their families were hesitant to have this conversation to the school where they're committed, I'm not kidding, I volunteer to do it for them, and I will not charge my hourly rate as an attorney. I'm not kidding. I am not. The NLI is an unbelievably unfair one-sided document. It's called a National Letter of Intent. It is entirely pro-school and barely at all pro-youngster and their family. 
And here's what I would do if it was my own child. Here's the phone call that I would place if I was an advisor to Josh Green or one of these other recruits you're talking about. Hey, Arizona, if you really want Josh, you're going to understand that he's not signing the National Letter of Intent. I know what you're going to say because you and other schools have been tricking young people and their moms and dads and their mentors, especially those who don't understand how this stuff works, and, you know, we live busy lives, right? I've covered this stuff for 31 years. I know what exactly what an NLI is, and I know exactly what it is not. It's not your fault as a mom and dad who's paying the bills and raising a family and doing, you know, working two jobs or whatever. It's not your job to understand the nuances of a national letter of intent. And that's why 99-plus percent of the time, the family pours all their energy and resources and everything into making the right decision, which is good, What's the best place for my son, whatever your priorities are, getting an education, getting to the NBA, having a big stage, maybe you love the head coach or whatever. All those things matter, varies player to player, family to family, but they all matter. And little to no energy is put into why are we signing this document? It's, it's, you know, it's like getting to the finish line and having something put in front of you to sign and saying, yeah, gosh, I've... I spent all this time comparing head coaches and assistant coaches and who sends the most players to the NBA and who has the coolest uniforms and who has the most fun home crowds and who's on TV the most and which players do I want to play with and who has playing time available at my position. Again, all good things to consider to one degree or another. And then the paper's put in front of you and you're like, well, I guess I'm supposed to sign this because everybody else signs this. If you have enough leverage... And if you were not a star player, I would not advise this. Because if you're just another player, you know what the school's going to say if you say, I'm not signing the NLI, or if I place the call on your behalf and say he's not signing the NLI? If you're just another guy, that school is going to move on to somebody else. If you're truly one of the best point guards or whatever in the country, that school is going to allow you leverage that it would not allow just another good player. Like, Arizona's, all, all of their signees are good, right? But there's a difference between DeAndre Ayton and just another good player. There's a difference between this guy, Josh Green, and just another good player. If I'm Josh Green's representative, dad, coach, mentor, or whatever, Josh, we're not signing this thing. And here's what they're going to tell you, and they're intentionally misleading you because that's what they do. There is no downside for you as an elite player to say, I'm just not signing it. And when you don't sign it, what does it mean? If somewhere in this process, before you enroll at Arizona, you find out, oh my gosh, the NCAA has a whole bunch of evidence and these Arizona coaches did this and we're going to pound Arizona and whatever. They're going to get a postseason ban or scholarship reductions or who knows. If you didn't sign that national letter of intent, you're under no obligation to go there and you can sign with somebody else that day if you want to. Or enroll come August, wherever else you want, without penalty. If you sign the NLI, that's a more complicated process. So the, the easy advice, don't sign the NLI. There are rules for those who don't want to sign the NLI. You know what they do? They wait all the way until you're ready to enroll, August or otherwise, and they say, hey, here's something called a financial aid agreement. Unlike the NLI, insanely pro school, barely protects the student athlete at all, you know what the financial aid agreement says? As long as you enroll here, you get everything we promised you in the form of an athletic scholarship and its, and its supplements. Now, that's a hell of a deal, right? Jo oh, wait a minute. If, if I sign this one, I get all everything I was originally going to get 
except without the difficulty of wiggling out of this thing in case I needed to. Wow, that's available for everybody? Yeah, again, if you're just another recruit, I'd, I caution against this approach because they're going to move on to their next target if you try to play hardball. If you're the best player at that position and they need you as a, as a whatever guard, Josh Green, I'm telling you, they're not going to make you sign the National Letter of Intent. So don't, don't do it. And that way you have all the control until the day that you enroll in your first class. At that point, you still are in some jeopardy. If you're halfway through the fall semester and then somehow the NCAA comes down with the sledgehammer, well, you're kind of stuck there and now you've got some weird options and who knows, maybe you still are just a one and done off to the NBA. Don't sign the NLI. And it's really recruits a little further down the road that will be able to play the wait-and-see game. Which of these schools will end up with NCAA penalties? And maybe none of them do again. We don't know. Uh, maybe some get small penalties and turn the page, and your, your enrollment there is unaffected. There's all sorts of variables. Don't sign the NLI. Do not sign the NLI. I will place that phone call for you if you'd rather not place it yourself.